I really feel like most people, when they talk about their numbers, it's super misleading. They're talking about how, oh, you can earn so much money from the stock market, from investing in real estate, but they never talk about how do you even get the money to invest in stocks and real estate to begin with? I think it's more important to talk about how do you get that initial capital before even talking about capital appreciation? Because without, let's say, you know, 800K, 200K putting into stock market or real estate, your 600K capital appreciation, that ain't gonna happen. It, it doesn't work like that. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage Podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue FIRE, financial independent and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. If you asked me if I want to retire just three years ago, I would have said that's crazy. However, after being fired from my seemingly stable job in tech in 2021, I turned to FIRE to regain my sanity and also care for my mental health. So let's talk about achieving FIRE how I was able to do it at a relatively young age at 25 years old. If you know me in person, you'd probably describe me as someone who's willing to go to the extremes in order to make things happen. Someone who's extremely motivated and borderline crazy. For example, I tried living in my car as a single female in LA to save money. I also had 17 income streams before I retired from corporate, including my super demanding job in corporate. And as you know, in my past life, I worked in finance, which is quite demanding. So this is what my schedule looked like back then. I would work around 80 hour work weeks at my corporate job and I would spend around 25 hours every single week working on my so-called side hustles. That includes YouTube, that includes my online course, that includes coaching. And so a hundred hour work weeks were pretty normal to me. Getting home at 9 p.m., working on my side hustles until 2 a.m. and then getting up at 7 a.m. to hit the gym and then go to my corporate job that was kind of my routine. I also usually work on the weekends. So yes, I really did not have much of a life, especially not a social life. And that's probably what also led to my eventual burnout in 2020, which led me to taking a couple months off of my corporate job to, you know, have my medical leave and then also getting fired in 2021. So the first aspect to how I was able to achieve fire was probably my grind and hustle schedule and crazy work ethics. Number two is building multiple income streams that align with my investor personality and my monetizable identity. And yes, these two concepts are ones that I developed, so you probably can't Google them. And if you can, someone copied me. So your monetizable identity is basically looking at the things that you're already good at, that people ask you about, that you can spend so much time doing without even breaking a sweat or feeling like you're working and being able to make money from that. That, in short, is your monetizable identity. And your investor personality is being able to really understand yourself, understand your goal, your personality, your habits, and then finding an investment strategy that works with it. I see so many people dive into day trading, but they're like lazy people like me. And they're like, how do I day trade and wake up early in the morning if that's not something I want to do? So that's why it's so important to really understand your investor personality and plan your investments around it because personal finance is called personal finance for a reason. It has to be personalized to you. And the third aspect is creating passive income streams. 
how you can convert your active income streams into passive income streams, or you can take the money you earn from your active income streams and use it to fund your passive income streams. In my opinion, there are only three ways that you can create passive income streams with. You can either have a really valuable skill, which you have to you know put in the hours and maybe in the investments in order to gain the skill, or you can have a network, which as a middle person, you can use your network to make passive income. Or third, you have to have capital, which you can then use the money you earn from your active income to fund your passive income streams. So my personal passive income streams include dividend income, rent income, passive income from my evergreen core sale, YouTube ad revenue, interest income, and staking my cryptocurrency. The fourth aspect is investing in assets. So full disclosure, around $600,000 within my $1.5 million, that is in capital appreciation, and that is in stocks and real estate. I put this one last because I really feel like most people, when they talk about their numbers, it's super misleading. They're talking about how, oh, you can earn so much money from the stock market, from investing in real estate, but they never talk about how do you even get the money to invest in stocks and real estate to begin with? That's why I put this last, because I think it's more important to talk about how do you get that initial capital before even talking about capital appreciation? Because without, let's say, you know, 800K, 200K putting into stock market or real estate, your 600K capital appreciation that ain't gonna happen, it, it doesn't work like that. And now let's talk about me growing up and my upbringing. So growing up, I was born in Hong Kong and then I moved to Shanghai for a couple of years, I moved to Vancouver in a couple of years and I moved here for college and you know stay here in LA ever since. And growing up, I've always been told that, that saving is the only way to accumulate wealth. So saving is number one. Uh, another aspect of it is we used to use newspaper as our tablecloth. So every single dinner, we'll just like spread out the newspaper and then eat from the newspaper. And sometimes I'd be like, you know, is, is it poisonous? Is it toxic to have ink with your food, like so close to your food and sometimes, you know, on your food? And um, I was also pretty much brainwashed into thinking that we're broke AF and we're on the verge of being homeless. And so um, definitely a lot of scarcity mindset, a lot of fear around money. And I was also pretty much threatened that if I don't pursue accounting, I'd end up being a starving artist and being, again, homeless. At the same time, I was also told to not focus on money and that money is superficial, money shallow, don't be too materialistic. So it's pretty much contradicting because on one hand, I can see that money is super important. But on the other, I was told that, you know, caring too much about money is evil, is bad, is negative. And I developed my own thoughts about money. Given all that, I saw how my parents were able to use money as a way to have a say in my life. Like I would tell them that I want to pursue, let's say, dance classes or art classes. And they'd say no. And I asked them why. And they'd be like, it's because we pay for everything here. Okay, I can't do my parents' voice, but you get the gist of it, which is um, I always felt like my parents had a say in my life because they paid for everything. And so in my head, you know, I planted that seed in my head, which is when I make my own money, when I'm able to be financially independent from my parents, I can then make my own decisions. And another aspect to my upbringing is that I moved around a lot. I never felt like grounded. I never felt like, you know, there, my roots were somewhere. And so it's really important for me to be able to have a home, which is why I obsess over buying a home. And I eventually decided to pay off my home instead of using that money to, you know, leverage that money and put it into other investments. Because to me, it is equally important to consider the psychology of money, how money makes you feel instead of just chasing after, you know, the highest return, the highest gains. And now let's talk about the day in my life. So my days kind of are divided into two different 
categories. So one category is the chill category. Another category is the travel category. And I think this also has to do with my human design, which if you're into it, I'm a 2-4 manifesting generator, which means uh, I am multi-passionate, full of energy. But 2-4 also means I am a hermit opportunist, which means I will have, you know, very like introvert closed off days, hermit days, and also, you know, trying to seek out opportunities out there days. And so for my chill days, I usually wake up at noon. I don't really set an alarm unless I have, you know, doctor's appointments or anything like that. And um, I like to spend some time reading, playing the piano, going to Kundalini yoga, playing with my cats. I have two cats, Cotton and Candy. I also like to uh, take courses and I also like to coach my clients and also get coached. I also have my own coaches because I really believe in self-education and online education and always, you know, bettering yourself and surrounding yourself with people who know more than you and can help you get to that next level. Sometimes I also film content like what I'm doing right now. For my travel days, I usually have a really packed schedule because again, with my human design, I'm an opportunist and I always want to make the most out of all my, you know, traveling. And so uh, usually you'll see me waking up really early, heading to places. And sometimes I'd go to conferences too. I just went to my first ever conference a couple of days ago in Vegas with Think Media. So that was, you know, pretty exciting exciting, but also very, very hectic. I had to wake up at like 6am in the morning, which is definitely very different from my chill schedule. So that is kind of like my two types of um, days. And for traveling, I've been to New York, I've been to Hawaii multiple times, I've been to NorCal, so like traveling a lot. And I also have a Europe trip coming up, which I'm going to Greece, I'm going to EOS, I am going to Paris, I'm going to London, I'm going to uh, Stockholm, so many different cool places that I've never been. So that is upcoming. And now let's talk about financial freedom and what are my thoughts? Uh, first of all, in my opinion, early retirement gave me my sanity back. I cannot imagine having to go back to work after being betrayed by corporate like that because I literally dedicated my whole self into corporate and I didn't just do my job. I was also the lead of certain um, organizations on the campus, you know, at work. And so I just felt super betrayed. And um, another aspect of it is also when I got fired, Till now, no one from my job actually reached out to me and asked me, are you okay? Like everyone just kind of forgot about me, which also really broke my heart. So um, being betrayed by corporate like that, I cannot imagine going back to corporate, going to another job, um, getting another job and pretending that I care about that next job. Like that is just too harsh to my mental health. So early retirement definitely gave me my mental health, um, gave me my sanity back and also, you know, allowed me to care for my mental health. And if you want to reach financial freedom, my advice would be to focus on the passive income aspect instead of the FI number. I think a lot of people in the FI, um, in the fire space, they like to focus on the FI number, focus on, you know, 1.5 mil, 1.25 mil. But in my opinion, like that is less important than the passive income aspect. In order to retire early, all you really need to do is to make sure your passive income exceeds your living expenses. The FI number only works for, you know, the most normal cases that your retirement horizon is around 30 years. But if you were to retire in your 20s like me, then the FI number doesn't really work. On top of that, getting to that FI number is a lot harder than getting to your passive income um, and making your passive income get to the point that it can cover your living expenses. It's a lot quicker to just focus on the passive income aspect. And to be honest, I don't really use my FI number at this point because I'm not taking any money out of my stock 
stock market investments. I'm able to live off of just my income streams. And there are also different types of retirement. Like don't just get pigeonholed into traditional fire. There's of course barista fire, there's traditional fire, there's fat fire, there's lean fire, there's fire until I figure out my next thing. And there's also housewife fire, which I kind of made this up. I'm not sure if other people are talking about it, but if you want to be a housewife, if you want uh, to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife, like you do you. Don't let anyone shame you into not pursuing your version of fire that is best suited for you because you are your own boss. You get a say in how you want to live your life and don't let anyone prevent you from doing it. Like me, I design my fire around what I want to do. Um, so now my fire is, you know, technically I can just retire early and do nothing. But instead of just doing that, I decide to just retire from corporate and focus on my mental health and focus on growing my personal finance education business. Just because you can retire early does not mean you have to retire early and do nothing for the rest of your life. I'm happiest when I know I'm making an impact. How about you? Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging me at cherrytongue.co and sharing it on Instagram where I'm most active. I can't wait to connect with you. In the meantime, go out there and seek your freedom.